When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. 8C Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM, The Fan, beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. That guy right there, center of your screen, uh, is our guy Nathan Marzion. You can follow Nathan Marzion on Twitter at Nathan Marzion. And, of course, our guy Frank Madden from the Locked on Bucks podcast. He's here as well. You follow him on Twitter at FMaddenNBA. And you what makes me feel good right off the top before we talk about this Bucks team is that I have no facial hair. But if I did, I would have a gray beard just like Frank Madden right there. <laughs> good reason for me not to have a facial hair going on right now. But, man, you've been rocking that beard for some time, Frank. Looking good. How are you? Thanks, Sparky. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I actually grew a beard before I met my wife in like 2012. And I met her and then I shaved it at one point and she was like, you look like a child. And so um, I had to grow it back and I've, I've had to continue having facial hair. Basically I have to keep it for the rest of my life because my wife won't respect the way I look otherwise. But uh, yeah, you know, Hey, rather talk about that than uh, what the hell we just witnessed. Right. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, check out Locked Up Bucks podcasting with Frank Madden. Uh, all right, so Green and Growing Podcast here, live streaming this bad boy on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Uh, you can also download this podcast on your Odyssey app or if you download your fine podcast app. Bucks lose 113 to 110. And we can obviously talk about this game, but I really want to kind of focus more on the first half necessarily than just this basketball loss uh, to the Memphis Grizzlies. And I'll start. Damian Lillard better start playing like a top 75 player that he was because uh, he's not playing like a top 75 player currently. And we can sit here and say, well, he'll turn the light switch on in the playoffs. And he very well may turn the light switch on in the playoffs. But right now, Frank, this is not the Damian Lillard that everybody was expecting to see at this point. Even if you're not even doing eye tests, even if you just go look at shooting percentages, you can see that it's not the same Dame Lillard. Yeah, I mean, the stat. <laughs> Nate, were you the one that posted? Somebody posted the the uh that Giannis is shooting better from three this month than Dame it wasn't um, it wasn't <laughs> which uh not great um yeah I mean obviously we thought uh you know I think we all thought okay he'll have maybe uh kind of rough start to the year they're still kind of figuring out you know how to play with one of each with one another etc cetera, etc cetera. um and unfortunately you know I mean he obviously has has seen better days this season than what we've seen this month but um you know, I, I, the whole, the whole thesis of this team is that, you know, you have Giannis who probably should be the best player in, you know, any, certainly any Eastern conference playoff series that you play, but now you have a guy who could be the second best or hopefully the, the third best, if not the second best behind Giannis. And I mean, we're just not seeing it. Right. I mean, if he has, now it's like if he has one game a week where he looks like the old dame, you feel good. Um, for a while, obviously, he was trending in a, in a better direction, but I don't know what it is. You know, I mean, obviously, the the injury uh, that that kept him out of a couple of games, is that bothering him right now? I don't know. But obviously, the, the struggles have preceded that. And um, 
there's the personal stuff, right? I mean, he's talked about it. We all know he's going through a divorce. He's moved to a new city. He's not around his kids. Hey, that's tough. Um, and occasionally you hear the stuff about, you know, well, I mean, the, the stuff that really annoys me, like when people talk about, oh, well, hey, Giannis just needs to let him have the ball. Like you just got to let Dame touch the ball more and blah, blah. It's like, no. Okay. No. Like, the, I, I, look, I get it. Dame should have the ball. He's the point guard, but he does have the ball most of the time. And I'm not taking the ball out of the guy who's do, who, the one guy who's actually reliable and brings it every night and plays an MVP level every night. I'm not taking the ball away from him just to baby Dame. And cause I don't think he's going to suddenly shoot, start shooting four from three, just cause he gets, you know, a few more touches or whatever it might be. He's got to figure it out. And I don't know. I mean, the all-star break, it's going to be awful. I think as Bucks fans to have to listen. I mean, I'm not listening to any podcast, <laughs> national podcasts over the next week. Like I don't want to hear what people have to say about the Bucks. I've w- I had to watch too much of this crap over the past few days. Right. And over the past couple of weeks, I don't want to hear more people talk about, what's wrong with them and what ills them. But um, I mean, to me, the Dame is the, he's the big question to me right now. There's a lot of questions on this team, but if Dame is this dude, then of course they're not going to win a championship, See, but hopefully there's more stuff, to it. Right. But this is the one thing, Nathan, uh, and everybody about uh, talking about, Oh boy, you know, if they would have had Drew holiday, this team would be so much better and da, 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 because defensively he'd had so much more than Dame Lillard. And even I just laugh and say, like, come on, man. I mean, this is a top 75 player. Offensively, he's just superior to, to Drew Holiday. Like, you, you make that trade every day no matter what happens. Okay, fine. But on nights when he doesn't shoot well, Lillard doesn't shoot well, defensively, more times than not, he's not going to make up for it on the other end of the court when he's not scoring the basketball. And the problem is, is because he's taking so many shots, when he is off, he's kind of hurting them to a certain degree by missing as many shots as he's making and then giving up however many he's giving up on the other side of the floor. I can't believe we're at this point, but seriously, I mean, he has got to get going if you're going to talk about this team winning a championship because if he cannot get going, they cannot win a championship with him playing the way he is, Nathan. Yeah, and as Frank just said, I mean, like that's that's the bottom line is, okay, if he doesn't get better, I mean, if you don't get the Damian Lillard that you thought you were getting, you know, when we traded for him. Well, then no, you're not going to win the title. You know, you, you, that's Give me 90%. That's, Give me 90% of the dame that we thought. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And, and again, it was, I mean, he did. I don't, I also don't buy in. Yeah. 100%. I don't buy into the, Oh, he needs to get the ball more. Cause I thought that at the beginning of the season were okay. Like they weren't, you know, it, it, at the very start of the season, it, it seemed like it was more just, um, you know, it was all Giannis stuff and it wasn't like dame just didn't seem comfortable. But they definitely have started to get him the ball more. Like he seems to be running the show most of the time. And as you said, I mean, I'm not going to beg to get the ball out of Giannis's hands when he's having the season that he's having. So, um, I mean, yeah, that it's just he just has to figure it out. And um, he had that good stretch from like mid November till Christmas, where I, I mean, he shot like 40 percent from three, near 50 percent from the field, averaged like 28 points a game, and it was like okay, like he was started playing really well. And then after Christmas, for whatever reason, it started to go back down. Um, and then, you know, basically since then, it just he has not been able. He's had good games here and there, but he hasn't been able to consistently bring it. I thought he was pretty good in the first half tonight. Yeah. And then the second half, it was like, man, like he just couldn't do anything. And it was um, frustrating, you know, because, again, I thought the first half, it was like, OK, him and Giannis played well. Everyone else sucked. And then in the second half, it was like, OK, only Giannis played well. So, um, man, just very frustrating. but. As, as you know, Frank said, and you said, 
I mean, the bottom line is they're not winning the title unless he gets better, you know, and we're not asking for, and I also don't like when people say, you know, or, or compare him to what he was in Portland because he he's not going to be that player because that he wanted to leave that situation where he had to be that player all the time. Now, we do we want to see that more often than we're seeing it? Yes. Like we want to see him being able to do that, you know, a, a, you know, once every few games where he's putting up 35 points, 40 points, but he left Portland because he didn't want to be in a situation where he was forced to score 30 plus every single night. He wanted to come to a situation where he can average, you know, 25 and be contending for a title because he's got other guys around him. So I don't, I'm not expecting him to get to a point where he's doing what he did in Portland because that's the reason he left Portland is to not have to do that. But again, the the percentages you want to see go up, you want to see a little bit more consistency, you want to see him having some nights where he's really filling it up and getting, you know, 35 plus points. Um so yeah, I mean it, again, he just he's got to figure out the one the one thing I will say is and and this is a very positive spin on it, but I have felt like and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I felt like lately and I like tonight I noticed it. Um, his shots seem on like they're right on line. They're very close and it's in and out or it's OK. You know, it was right on line and it's, uh, you know, just it's close. And I thought earlier on in the season when he went through some bad stretches, he had more ugly misses. He had more misses where um, it seemed like he was really off. I felt I, I felt more lately that he just looks a little bit more comfortable and he looks even with his shots like okay that that's a good shot it looked in rhythm it was right there and it just barely missed like I don't know I know that's a, again a very positive spin but I just want to see him continue to get more comfortable and maybe that you know as he gets more comfortable he'll knock things down at a higher rate but I don't know getting some comments coming in here on YouTube on the Odyssey Sports uh page on YouTube streaming this bad boy live with Frank Madden and the Lockdown Bucks podcast uh, and this one comes from Bo Frank. It says, this looks like a lost season. They have no chemistry uh, at all. Uh, what do you say to that? <laughs> NBA seasons are very long. <laughs> so, I mean, we're obviously, we're past the midway mark. Um, and what we've got, like, what, 30, 20, high 20s, 30 games left, maybe. Um, so, look, I, I think the positive spin is this. When the Bucks' best four players are on the floor together, they're what plus 16 that rating they've got one of the best you know top four uh, marks in the league so when their best players play they're really good you know the starting lineup's been great all year obviously you don't have chris right now um and that's know, huge that's bigger than i think anybody realizes yeah. right now frank yeah well i mean chris milton is good right nate um yes he is the the believers are, are not surprised but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, that's sort of one of the, the things too, with the record, you know, when, when Griff was fired, I mean, underlying that was, you know, easy schedule luck, you know, in terms of winning a lot of close games and then really good health too. I mean, they've been remarkably healthy for all this season. I mean, Chris, obviously having the slow ramp up, <clears throat> you know, doesn't show up necessarily in the number of games that he's missed. Um, but I think what we've seen over the past few weeks, you know, your entire, payroll is locked up in the top four of this roster. So, you know, you, you basically are, are just betting on, on that group dominating and, and they more or less have. Um, but I think as we've seen, you know, the, the bench, the deeper parts of the rotation, I mean, when, when you start mixing those guys in with, you know, different combination of starters, like things just go downhill really quickly. And I don't, I don't, you know, a lot of people can complain, you know, the, the bench scoring stats, right? Like they're so regularly like crushed 
in in sort of those like bench scoring comparisons with the other team. I, I think people kind of get too worried about the that number. I think the concern to me is that like you just you, the defense falls apart because the starters and the best the, your best players actually defend pretty well together. Um, but anytime you mix in those other guys, you know the net ratings just fall off a cliff. And part of that is the offense falling off a bit, but you know mainly it's just that's where the defense is really you know the wheels have really come off. So um, you know, and again, like. <clears throat> Remember when Jay Crowder was out for a long time and that was like really like the one long-term injury and it was like, oh, well, we need really need Jay Crowder back. Well, when Jay Crowder comes back, that's really going to help the defense. It's like, yeah, that Jay Crowder is not saving saving anything. Um, and again, maybe he can have a role on this team. Um, but but who knows, right? I mean, with this this Gallo signing, like, I mean, Gallo doesn't really fill a need to me. Um, but with the way that that bench has looked... Um, I, I'm open to, to whatever, right? <laughs> I'm open to, to anything. And, uh, you know, they've played all their cards now, right? Trade deadline has passed. You made the Pat Bev acquisition. Okay, you know, fine. Gives you more of a defensive change up, um, you know, versus campaign, which I think is a reasonable trade-off to make. Um, but no other big trades. You, you've already made your coaching change. You're not doing that again. And so, you know, this is the group you're stuck with and you just have to hope they get healthy. And so when I think about, you know, for the rest of this year, man, I, I really think you got to get things together and try to make a run at keeping either the two or three seed, because I just don't think you want Boston in the second round. And I think you need to stay healthy. And, you know, <laughs> is it going to be pretty beyond that? Uh, certainly hasn't, doesn't look like it's going to be that way. But again, the season is long you know, things turn quickly. And, um, I mean, it sucks. Like I, I would, I would like to have a game in two days just to like get the, this taste out of my mouth. Um, but in terms of like health with Chris and the ankle and maybe just getting these guys, you know, half of them were already mentally in Cancun tonight. Um, let them physically go to wherever they're going to go for a week. And again, hopefully come back with the, with a different energy. Cause obviously, um, this week was sort of the ultimate one step forward, two giant steps back with with these last two losses after arguably your best one of the season against the Nuggets. Whiskey helps get the taste out of your mouth, Frank. <laughs> I found whiskey is always a, a cure to that. I'm, that, that I'm definitely going out. I'm going out this weekend to get my mind off things. You know. There you go. Uh, okay, so let me ask you guys this. I'll start with Nathan, then we'll go to Frank. So, what role does Gallinari play? If for those of you uh, tuning into the Green Growing Podcast and don't know, it reports out that Gallinari is going to be. A uh, member of the Bucks chose the Bucks. It chose the Bucks, uh, according to reports, because Doc Rivers. It sounds like promised him a pretty uh, strong role uh, within this rotation and with this team kind of going forward. Uh, so, with that being said, is Gallinari going to play five? Is he going to play? Portis going to play five? He's going to play next to him because that's kind of the only way how I see this works. Or you know, Brooke comes out, he comes in. Uh, how is this actually going to look? Because again, defensively, he's nothing to write home about. Obviously, he's on this team to shoot and score. Um, so I I'm curious to what you both think about this. Nathan, you go first. Yeah, like to me, when I first heard the news and I, I was kind of like, okay, he's probably uh, kind of insurance for when, you know, I I'm guessing Bobby's, you know, plays over him to like, that's their plan is, okay, Bobby's our, our guy. But when Bobby's going through his bad games and his bad moments, you're not as stuck with him. You're not as like, okay, we have to leave by Portis out there as our backup big because he's the only one we have. Um, so I think he's a guy that can come in and be like Bobby Portis, but not as 
destructive, not as, not as much of a ball stopper. Um, and so I would expect that he'll, he'll have a role, you know, he'll have a, a, a role on the team, but I just, I don't know. I don't see it being some, you know, massive role. I think it's more just another bench guy that you're, so you're not completely stuck with, um, you know, the one backup big in, in, in Bobby that you don't always, you can't always trust, you know, Bobby isn't very inconsistent and obviously his lows are very low. So to have a guy that you are able to turn to and say, okay, Bobby doesn't have it tonight. You know, we're, we're throwing Gallinari in there for, for those 10 minutes instead of Bobby. Um, you know, that's, that's at least something to have now. I, I do wish really like after this move, you really wish that they could have traded Bobby and Pat to, to get a defensive um, a better defensive player at the deadline. Who would want Pat Connaughton? Who? Who well, would want Pat Connaughton? Bobby, the G League said, we don't want him. Don't send him down plus, to us. We don't want plus him anymore. Bobby, plus no. six. I'm just saying, I know, I understand. But I'm just saying, I wish you could have made a bigger deal involving those two guys because you have the Pat replacement in A.J. Green, and now you have the somewhat Bobby replacement in um, Danilo Gallinari. So it's like, I, to have A.J. Green, Pat Connaughton, Danilo Gallinari, Bobby Portis just seems very excessive to me when you have you have holes on this roster and you're kind of have multiple spots now where you have two guys doing kind of the same thing and so that to me is like a you know it's just not maximizing your roster it's not maximizing everything that you can you can have but whatever i mean i guess i can't complain too much i mean gallinari wasn't available until after the deadline was over so maybe they didn't know they were going to get him and it was i don't know but it's just it I don't love it or anything. I just think it's kind of insurance for when Bobby's playing bad. Yeah. I mean, especially like, you know, when you're healthy or, you know, in the summer, when you're looking at a roster, it's like, Oh, we got all these dudes. Like we're never going to be able to get all these guys minutes. This is a good problem. Um, and then, you know, injuries happen and you know, you're like, Oh crap. Or, you know, half the guys suck. And it's like, Oh man, like we, we, we need more dudes. Um, you know, again, I think, the buyout market, you need to manage your expectations carefully. Um, you know, look at the the history of of the Bucks. You know, since the kind of the Bud era began, obviously they've been a, a team that has made plays and has have got has, you know they've gotten pretty high profile players by buyout standards. Um, you know, whether it was Marvin Williams, um, I don't you know know that Goran Dragic's last two counts, but uh, but they've gotten some some names um, and. Yeah, I mean, typically you, you don't really get much out of it. Ironically, Javon Carter was not a buyout, but you know he was the victim of of a buyout because he uh, he got waived to make way for I think Dragic. Actually, I think it was Dragic, right, when he went to the Nets. So, um, so that's been the best sort of buyout market adjacent uh, kind of deal that they've been able to swing. But we'll see. You know, I I agree, Nathan. I mean, you know, I I haven't followed Gallo closely enough over the last you know eighteen months to tell you that. Like he can play any minutes at the three. I don't know that he can, right? I feel like he's probably a four. Um, you know, can you play him in in Giannis at the five minutes? Um, probably. You can probably do that some. Um, I don't know that he moves as well as even you know Jay does, but he's he's taller. So who knows? You know, maybe he he uh, he has some has some random games where he hits some shots and. Um, you know, is able to to give you something, or uh, or when you have some injuries, that he's able to fill in. Uh, but I think it was probably just kind of a talent play. You know, he's are, are there going to be better, more talented guys that you could have gotten in the buyout market? You know, I don't know, maybe, maybe, but but it's reasonable to me that you take a swing on him. And ultimately, like he's a doc guy, right? He had his best year as a pro with the Clippers, um, I think in 2018, 19, I want to say. And so that that to me is the interesting part because at this point we're still trying to figure out. I mean, other than 
we know the young guys, non-AJ Green young guys are not Doc dudes. Um, so where are his loyalties? You know, he's he's continued to play Bobby. He's continued to play Jay, but there's been injuries. So that's kind of been a bit of a caveat on that. So especially when Chris is back, hopefully after the All-Star break, definitely curious to see like what's what's the shakeout here. Because certainly I don't think that all of, you know, Bobby, Jay and, and Gallinari are all going to have, you know, 15 to 25 minute rolls like the, the math just doesn't work for that so we'll see kind of what doc likes but certainly at least there's some history there with gallo that that he likes him and i don't know i mean i was looking at his numbers his numbers have held up reasonably well but you know, he's also 35 so um you know as far as like playoff playability who knows right i mean we saw we saw jay crowder go from key deadline deal acquisition to you know completely mia in the playoffs uh very quickly so uh, you know, I think the, the best case scenario is you, you play enough rounds that all these guys are able to have a shot and are able to play a role. But um, at this point, yeah, I think I'm just sort of a bit curious to see what, what he still has left and if he can give them maybe a little bit of a, a little bit of juice offensively, because let's be honest, the Bucks offense suddenly does not look all that great. And part of oh. that's injuries, but um, certainly since it's kind of the, the coaching change, the defense has, has in many ways looked better than the offense, which obviously was not something we, said ever in the first uh, 43 games of the season. Okay. Here's one for him. And Joshua wants to know why are we keep playing Pat C uh, on, and that is from the Odyssey sports YouTube page. He says, Jackson needs to play more. Um, and Bochamp's not playing at all, obviously. So Mars, and you tend to be a more of a Patsy uh, guy than me by a lot. Um, so, so do explain to me what Patsy is bringing right now. Cause I'm not seeing it like a lot of others. Oh no. I mean, it, I'm not defending the guy. You know, I, I've always said that, okay, I believe in his ability to turn around in the playoffs because he consistently has. But, I mean, right now, um, it does not look good. And I've been – it's like – at this point, I don't see why he's playing over A.J. Green. Like, I just – you watch the two of them play, and it's like, to me, A.J. Green has earned that spot this season until proven otherwise, you know. And um, I just it, – it's it's bad right now. And it's like – that first half, I mean, he was making some terrible plays. Um, there was the one where they're about to go up seven on a fast break, and he throws it away, and or he he tries to throw it ahead, gets picked off, and um, all of a sudden it's three again. And then there was he had a couple flybys on defense as he always does. He had um, a couple other dumb defensive plays. Like, yeah, it's it has not been good. Um, I don't agree with how many minutes he's getting. You know, in in many games this season. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to defend his play right now. The only thing I have for him is I'm just like, okay, I, I, I've seen him play bad in the regular season before. And then he's, you know, one of our reliable role guys in the playoffs. So I'm going to, you know, at least have some hope that that'll happen, but it's not looking good right now. Frank, do you think doc rivers, because he doesn't really have an attachment to Pat Connaughton that I know of. Uh, do you think Doc Rivers post All Star break might make a change, and, and Patsy finds himself on the bench in favor of playing uh, Marjan Bochamp or Andre Jackson Jr. more and getting the young guys those minutes? I would be surprised if it. Well, Marjan, no. I think the guy they absolutely should have traded at the deadline was Marjan because I just feel like yep. he's. <laughs> I just feel like that he's he's now a uh, going to be just a rapidly depreciating asset, and you know you could have at least spun spun him maybe for you know, some sort of like other young guy, like change of scenery type thing. And, and maybe you can still do that, but um, you know, certainly his, uh, his fortunes do not seem to be uh, on the upswing. So, um, but I, I don't know. I mean, 
you know, like we also need to be realistic with, with Andre. I mean, he's had some flashes. I think there's a lot of defensive potential there. I don't, I don't think he's going to consistently help you win games. I mean, you know, you, we've talked about like the, the on-off numbers, like they're horrible. <laughs> he's yeah. only Jay Crowder's worse. Um, and like tonight, the fact that he got in there, it, it kind of annoyed me. He was in there when Giannis was in there, not when Dame was in there. And like, to me, like if you're going to play Ajax, do it with Dame Agreed. because you know, you're not, you're not worried about the spacing as much, but putting him out there with Giannis, you know, I just worry about the kind of gumming things up. So Again, I think Andre kind of, you know, as far as like his, you know, the, the rationale for playing him at this point is is really more because maybe he's kind of learned some things and figured some out, something out on the fly. But, I, you know, I kind of, I think you'd have to really invest a lot in him and then maybe he would be useful in the playoffs. But I think as well, I mean, I, I, I have always been worried about his offense. I say offense, not his shooting, because he is... It, it's it's wild that a guy with his athleticism and ball handling like had no idea how to score at all in college. <laughs> like, yeah. and obviously everybody talks about his shooting. If, the funny part is he shot the ball like about as well as we could have expected, right? So far this season, um, but he just does not look at the rim. You know, like he gets the ball near the basket, like he just does not look at the rim. And um, I think again, like he's going to have to really figure that out. I think he's going to have to really get out of his comfort zone offensively. I think if he's ever going to be a, a guy that plays, because um, I think if you play a guy like him in the postseason with Giannis, I just think that floor shrinks a lot more than, than it already does. And so, um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, that's not a, really so much a defense of Pat Connaughton, more so just a kind of realistic view of, of what Andre can bring. So I think, I think it's fine to say, you know, Andre can, you know, deserve some run just to see if maybe he, he's got something. Um, but I think if you're, you know, trying to be kind of clear, clear eyed about it, um, I, I, I don't think he's, you know, some, some magic potion. And I feel like I've been wanting him to play more too, just to see what he's got. And every time he's gotten on the floor, I feel like it's been like, Oh, okay. <laughs> that's why he doesn't, yeah. play. you know, and it's not like he's doing anything that's really like that ultimately translates into like outscoring the other team. Um, he's had some really nice moments, the Warriors game, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But it, it's, it's going to be, I think, a process. And and this is the hard part of, you know, young players on teams that need to win. Like, how do you balance that? And again, I know the concerns about Pat, but um, with Pat, it's more like he just doesn't, he just isn't athletic enough anymore to like get shots off. So he just doesn't shoot much anymore. Like he's still shooting good percentages. He's just like, it just seems like he's just lost a step. Who's the better defender, Frank Jackson or Connaughton at this point? That's a really good question. Um, cause Ajax's defensive metrics are surprisingly bad and he fouls so much. Um, but Pat obviously can't, you know, he can't defend at a high level either anymore, or even a medium level. Um, I would say I, I would, I would say as an individual defender, hmm. Nate, what do you think? Cause, cause again, the, everyone's going to say it's, it's Andre because he's flashier and he's more athletic. Oh, yeah. I know I everyone just, loves I the just, young guys. I, I just don't know that that actually is like translating to actual good defense. Um, I, I think there's yeah. going to be better possessions, but I think like, you know, over 30 possessions, is he actually better? That's, that's my concern. And again, I'll, you know, take a, take booze from the crowd for, for even suggesting that someone's worse than Pat Connaughton. <laughs> yeah. Cause I know, I mean, Pat's probably, you know, if you're talking on a, on a zero to 10 scale on a, you know, 10 being elite defender consistently, like I'd say Pat's like a consistent three 
you know, three, say four. Three, three, three to four, four yeah. Four, four, five. He's kind of consistently there, whereas Andre Jackson, like, he'll come in sometimes and be, you know, he'll be a two because he comes in and just yeah. fouls and it's like brutal and he's actually killing you defensively. But he has way more, you know, he has way more moments than Pat where he's a seven or something or an eight where he can actually be a defensive stopper. I guess I'll take that, you know, having the, the, the potential, the ability to have moments like that and stretches like that over someone you kind of just know is like, okay, he's not really a good defensive player. Um, but I totally like agree. And I like that you brought that up because, um, you know, I just know that everyone's, you know, very attracted to the, to the young flashy guys and they just kind of see it as, Oh, you know, they, they should get more playing time. They, they bring the energy, they bring the defense. They're going to help this, this defense. And it's like, but they haven't though, like look at the numbers, they haven't helped the defense. And I, I know that's some of that stuff can be skewed and everything, but um, it just hasn't been very consistently good with, you know, any of the young guys besides really AJ green. Um, so I, I like that you brought that up just to kind of remind people that, yeah, you know, Pat's been bad, but there isn't some clear cut, like again, besides AJ green getting those minutes, there hasn't been like, I don't think Andre Jackson or Marjan Bochamp, like I'm not, you know, clamoring for them to be, playing a bunch over the, over um, Pat Connaughton. But like you said, I mean, I do want them to, like, I, I'm not opposed to them playing more. I want to see them get some run and try to get maybe some rhythm or s- just to get a better feel of what they have and what they can bring. But like you said, I don't see them as some magic potion, as something that um, is just going to all of a sudden turn this team around. And, and, last you know, thing, and I was going to say too, sorry, sorry, Spark. I was going to say too, I mean, and the other problem is like when you're bringing Andre off the bench and then he's playing with, Bobby Portis and Pat Connaughton, and then maybe like one of Damon Giannis. Like, I think you, I think he's a guy that has to play with like your best players. Yeah. Like I think Andre, because he like just isn't going to look at the rim and he doesn't want to shoot the ball, uh, but he is unselfish. I think he has to be like out there with Chris, Dame, Giannis, like all together almost because that's when kind of like his, his flaws ca- can be covered the most. I think you know, bringing him off the bench and putting him in these mixed lineups that have problems, even with good players. Um, I think it's really hard for, for that to be, to be kind of effective. So yeah, it's just, it's just tough. I mean, again, like this is a team that I think is just like really poorly suited to have injuries to any of their top four dudes. And I, again, that's not to say like, that's why they've been so disappointing over the last few weeks exclusively, right? Like there's been other things going on, but um, you know, again, They've been healthy for the most part this season, and they need to stay healthy because they just do not have the depth to paper over absences, whether it's you know Giannis, Chris, or Dame in particular. One last one for both of you, and then we'll wrap up a green and growing podcast uh, tonight if the Bucks lose to the Memphis Grizzlies, who are playing like fourth string dudes. Memphis City Hustle, right? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Uh, okay, so I, I want to ask you guys both this because this got brought up at the end of the broadcast about boy, you know, good thing Doc's coaching the All-Star game because, you know, he can bond more with Giannis and Lillard uh, at the All-Star game. I'll be honest with you. Like, if I was Dame Lillard and, you know, I'm excited I get to go and whatever, I think I'd rather be home with my kids. Like, I don't think I'd want to go. I think I get a week with my kids versus going and and doing this whole thing. I don't know. To me, those three being there, I don't think it really is going to accomplish much of anything, to be honest with you. Um, that all-star weekend because they're all going to be doing different things, going their own ways, going to different parties and 
doing that thing. I, I don't know how much this really improves the outlook for the second half because those guys are all hanging out at All-Star Weekend together. Uh, we'll start with Frank, and then, Frank, you can be on your way, and we'll end it up with Nathan. Go ahead, Frank. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think they're going to unlock, you know, their pick-and-roll chemistry, uh, nope. hanging out at, you know, All-Star parties in Indiana or whatever. Um, so, so I'd agree. I mean, I, look, I, I think, um, I think for guys of this caliber, I think being at the all-star game is important. You know, these, I mean, Damon Giannis are great dudes. So it's, this is not a, a shot at them, but those guys want to be all-stars. They want to be in the spotlight. You know, they have egos, they're top 75 guys. So I don't think, I don't you know, I think it would be a silver lining if Dame had not made the all-star game. I'm sure he would have, you know, enjoyed time you know, at home in, in Portland with, with his kids, but his kids will be in Indiana for sure. I will have no doubt um, that, that they'll be there. And so he'll hopefully get at least some time with them, even though it's obviously a bit crazy during all-star week. But, um, but look, I, I, yeah, I mean, is, is something magical going to happen? I don't think so. Um, I think the most important thing that can happen at the all-star game is Chris Middleton's ankle <laughs> gets, yeah. gets healthy and uh, everybody else gets a chance to just sort of, step away and you know we'll see with the kind of limited practice time these teams have had i don't i don't know <clears throat> if they're gonna I, I would hope maybe they're gonna be able to catch a practice um when they come back before they have to restart things yeah i think really they get game. i think they get one practice when they come back doc said and then i think they only have two practices the rest of the regular season yeah. total after let's, hope, let's hope that's a hell of a practice guys uh so so we'll see but yeah, I mean, I would agree. I don't think there's anything magical is going to happen. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you could argue maybe it'd be better for everybody to get some time, get some time away. But um, that's the uh, the burden of being a superstar is uh, you gotta you gotta deal with the the bright lights of All Star Weekend. No doubt, Frank. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Locked on Bucks podcast. Check out Frank Madden there. Of course, follow him on Twitter at f madden nba. Thanks so real much, quick, my friend. Real quick, real quick, oh. real quick. Okay. We're at the, we're at the low point of the season and I just want to ask to make sure Frank, are you going to be at the championship parade? Oh my god. Well, I I wasn't able to go to the I wasn't able to go to the last one because I I went to the game 6 and so I got my my championship fill and then had to get on a plane like 4 hours later and go back home to go to work, but um so I will I will be I will definitely be back for if not the clinching game, wherever that may be, maybe they do it on the road this year, Nate. So then maybe I, I, I won't go, but um, yeah, I'll just say this glass half full. The season is long, you know, no, never get too high, never get yeah. too high, never get too low at the end. Of you're the on day, the wrong damn podcast with me. If you're talking you're, about not getting too high and getting too, this low. is what I do. I have to, I have to talk Sparky off the ledge all the time. Cause no. I'm like, Hey, it's, it's a long season. There were plenty of times in 2021. This team did not look good in the regular season. Oh yeah. I didn't, I did really? not feel confident going into the yeah. playoffs with that team. They weren't, they weren't special in the, in the regular yeah. season. They didn't look that good. But do you know three, what they both have ten, in three. common? You two do what they both have in common. You didn't feel comfortable because you had Mike Bootenholzer as this dumb coach who you knew going into the playoffs was figured a way to screw it all up. They overcame him against the Nets. Do you know what's going to happen this year? No one's going to have any confidence in Doc Rivers going into the playoffs, and they're going to have to overcome Doc in the playoffs this year and next year and the year after that. It's going to be the same crap. Now, can this team overcome Doc Rivers? I have serious doubts right now about that. But all all I want to, yeah, again, all I want to say is, is, you know, three days ago, Everyone was pretty confident in this team. It looked like they were turning things around. It can shift quickly. It can go from good to bad. It can go from bad to good. They could come back from the all-star break, 
beat the Timberwolves. And then I think they have Denver right after that beat Denver. And all of a sudden everyone's like, Holy cow, they're back in, you know, they're, they're all-star break fixed them and everything's good again. Like, you know, obviously this is a low point. Obviously this sucks. Obviously I'm, you know, I'm, I'm as mad as anyone, but I'm never going to, with a team with this much talent, um, I'm never going to like call this season over or like, Oh, this is just, you know, we just get to the playoffs and, and get our loss over with. We have no chance of making it out of the second round. Um, I'm never going to say that because it's like the playoffs are a whole different story. We've seen that. We've seen it the opposite where we dominate the regular season and then suck in the playoffs. Um, you know, we can do the opposite. We can be bad in the regular season and then turn it on in the playoffs. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit delusional. I'm going to hold out some hope because that's what being a fan is. So Jack back in after the Minnesota game and the Denver <laughs> game. We'll see where his hope lies at that point. I'm following the Mars. Denver three times. Don't worry. We only got to, we already did our two Denver games. We don't have to play them again. Oh, do we not have to, oh yeah, that's right. Duh. It's not Denver. Who's, who's the other it team? It doesn't play? matter who it is. You just lost to Memphis. <laughs> it's who someone cares? good. It's someone good. Nobody cares who it is. Don't that underrate is, the hustle. Don't underrate yeah. the Memphis hustle. God, it's awful. At Nathan Marzian, NF Madden NBA. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Download this podcast on your Odyssey app or download your favorite podcast at. Uh, and as always on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page, follow, like, subscribe, uh, hit the bell for notifications, all that stuff they tell you to do on other podcasts. Enjoy the rest of your night. Have a good one. Toodles. Toodles.